Hey, this is Matt. And Justin. And we just want to let you know that we have actually moved the podcast. So if you're still listening to this on the Rich Fork Sermon podcast, you can go into iTunes or whatever your podcast provider is and search Double Click Podcast. And we now have our own feed where you can listen to us one after the other. And yeah, don't fall asleep though. Yeah. That, that might get much. We just want 20 minutes a week, right? Yeah. You can do it. You got it. Yeah. All go right. search for us. Anyway, here we go. Thanks for joining us. And welcome to the Double Click Podcast. This week, we're talking about preferences over purpose. So with this week's topic, Justin, are you ready, by the way? I didn't even ask. I just clicked the button. Hey, let's go, baby. All right, here we go. So uh, our topic this week, when we're talking about preferences over purpose, we want to set this up a little bit because this is definitely something that has been elevated in the last year and a half, mm-hmm. something that affects us. But also, this is something that has been a, um, a plague upon the church yeah. over the last few decades. And really what we're talking about is when your personal experience or opinion or thoughts becomes toxic to the experience or, or to, to the church, essentially. Yeah. It's when it elevates to a place where all of a sudden it completely disrupts and distracts you from the purpose of what you're doing, and it distracts the church body. And so as we explain this a little bit, let's first just say this. Preference, your own personality, your unique thoughts, diversity, is an incredibly positive thing we see throughout Scripture. Yeah. Like, you not thinking the same way other people think, you not feeling the same way other people feel about different things, is actually something you see all throughout Scripture that God uses as a positive. But a lot of times it begins to cross the line and becomes sinful and disruptive Mm -hmm. when sinful man becomes sinful man. Yeah, it makes me think of, you know, the little game or whatever you play with your hands, like, this is the church, this is the steeple, open it up and see all the people. You can't you can't avoid it. Church is full of people, and people are full of opinions and preferences. And I think the beauty of it, like you said, is that diversity in thought can help spur us on to some really great kingdom things. Um, but only when the purpose is the main thing, when the purpose is at the the front of it, when our preferences become something that um, drive our push to the purpose, then I think that's where we get into the danger of. You know, there's your opinion, there's my opinion, and we're going to die on that hill of it's going to be my way or the highway. Yeah. Um, and we forget about this this greater purpose that needs to be calling us. And so opinions and preferences can be good, but they need to be pointing and pushing towards that main purpose. If they're pointing towards ourselves and our personal uh, thoughts and actions, uh, we really have a a danger risk there. Yeah, and that can be, and we've seen that over the decades, be very destructive within the church. One, especially um, in the 90s and early O's, was on the topic of music. I mean, that was an area you saw within the church realm that thoughts about the type of music people wanted to hear in worship became crazy divisive. I mean, I remember being in conversations with people where, and you, and now we don't think about that as much. It's not as deep. It's not as hot of, hot of a topic the last decade or so. But, I mean, there were people who would claim that this particular style of music, using this instrument or not doing these songs, was an abomination and sinful. And like fire should fall from heaven and consume right. us because we did those things. And what got lost during that season was a lot, was the purpose it became the preference of music and the opinion of music that became toxic to the greater church body 
to where all of a sudden you're spending all your time debating the the what mm-hmm. instead of worshiping the who. Yeah. And it became really, really distracting. And so that's something like as we talk about this, understand this isn't just because the last year and a half or so, we've just noticed that there's a lot of things that are seem to be gray areas. Yeah. Where I'm hearing a lot of people, and I found myself doing this, and that's what we want you to know. As we're talking through this, as we're trying to stir this thought, we don't want you to end up in a place where you're going, oh, I know somebody who's done that. Yeah. We want you to do a self-evaluation yeah. today. Yeah. We, look, look in the mirror. There's a person there that, <laughs> yes. that you know. We, we should, is it, I'm starting with a man. In the, can you give us a little, like, sound start? I'm starting with the Okay, there no, we go. We it. just talked about yeah. music and blasphemy in the church. That's yeah. wonderful. All right. Um, but... We really want you to think and begin to process through this, that as we start digging in a little bit more, where are areas where your thoughts, opinion, preference, and life experience that you've implied it on other people in a way where it's frustrated you and it's made you almost distance yourself from them? Because that's what happens a lot of times is we kind of, we don't understand how somebody can think that way or why somebody would do that. And because we don't understand them, we write them off. Mm-hmm. And we begin to go, oh, no, I can't do that. I can't be a part of that, da-da-da. And so all of a sudden, what it causes, instead of having a unified diversity that's like described in the Scripture, we have a divided, where all of a sudden you're running into your pocket, and then we get back into the thing we've been talking about. Then you go look for the resources and the people online and the articles that support what you think, and you send them to everybody else, and there's no actual conversation. And it begins to tear at people. It begins to tear people apart. And I think that's something we've experienced just on on different levels during the last year and a half. Yeah. You know, there are a wide variety of opinions. And if you go back and look, I, I keep going back and saying this, going back to our convers- our, our podcast on fear. We're talking about what your fear makes what you focus and get facts on that becomes your primary focus. We've seen that pattern happen. And that's one I've had to be aware of. Like me and Justin have, have had talks with each other and he's, he's called me out a few times on like, Hey, your focus is off. What are you afraid of? Mm. That I've been really grateful for that has helped me go, okay, I'm taking what's happened to me in the last couple of weeks and trying to apply it globally to how everybody feels and then not understanding why they're not. Yeah. And I I love the phrase, who have you written off? Because I think uh, we live in an an age of social media um, where we don't, we don't listen anymore. We don't listen to the other person. It is we're actually uh, rewarded with likes and hearts and followers uh, when we give our opinion and we give our preference and we just blast it out there. And um, I think that's kind of become detrimental because we operate. Some of us operate that way in the church. That yeah. it's like a social media platform, or we won't say anything to so and so in the church, but we'll blast them on social media and uh, we'll we'll just pour out our opinions and our preferences there. And so I think we we run the danger of vomiting our preferences and our opinions on on everything, and that's kind of rewarded. But we don't take the time to, like you said, to listen to someone and go, "Hey, Matt, you have a differing opinion. That's not my preference. Uh, but but why do you feel that way? I don't feel like we we really get to that point right. anymore. It's there's no, hey, can you explain this to me? Can you share your heart with me, or let me and then right. let me share my heart yep. with you? It's just. I think it's this way. I think it's that way, and now we're in a feud. Yeah, and one of the one of the really big danger areas when we're talking about this, uh, like if you want to, like a kind of a marker of where your experiences, your preferences begin to cross the line, is when we get two to three steps deep 
tie a passage of scripture to it, and then it becomes like you build it in with like mm. the theology of God, yeah. and it gets really dangerous. Yeah. It gets absolutely dangerous, and where it even gets gets more dangerous is when you make a habit of. And it kind of sneaks in, really, is what happens. Like, you'll hear a logic or somebody say, well, the Bible says we should do this, and right now the best way to do this is this, therefore this action is a commandment. Mm-hmm. And that's what you talk about in Scripture, where, where Jesus talked about the Pharisees, where it becomes the traditions and the commandments and the processes of men that might, and they might even have been true contextually at one time in history. Um, and one way, one way, this is this is this is a lighter lighter version of this. But one way I see this over and over again is when you look, go back to the music thing, mm-hmm. um, or even somebody who heard a great sermon one time, all the time, about once a month, I will have somebody come up to me and say, "Hey, have you ever thought about getting so and so to come speak here?" And I'll say, "Oh, I've never heard of them. You know, like like tell me about them." They go, "Well, when I was a kid, and this could be anywhere from like or, or like somebody was in student ministry, it could be anywhere from like five years ago to to, to seventy years ago." Yeah. Um, they'll be like, I was at a conference and I heard him and he just delivered the best message and everybody should hear it. Mm-hmm. The purpose behind that's great. Mm-hmm. The purpose behind that is they want the gospel to be heard and understood and people to know it. But if they have held on so tightly to that song that they heard that one time mm-hmm. or that person speak that one time and become closed-minded to that's what we need to do, and then it begins to apply, apply as an absolute commandment, that's where it begins to get toxic. Yeah. Because and that's and that's one of the things I think we do that with material all the time, right? Like you do a Bible study material or you read a book and all of a sudden it was it was good. It was something God used to change your life. But then we begin to in some ways worship or hold on to the tool mm. instead of what's behind it. Yeah. And I think that's that's it's it's all the same formula. Yeah. And it and it's different passions in different seasons, yeah. and so I think you get into that, and it's really tough. And once again, we even said this: it's tough to evaluate now because the concept of fact is so loose. Yeah, yeah, it is so so very loose. And there's this aspect where it doesn't matter what source I'm hearing it from. I always sit there and go, "Well, how much can mortal man really know?" Right. I heard it on Facebook. It's a fact. Yeah, there we right? go. Like that's, awesome. that's it's been verified. Yeah, it, it, we have a term fake news now, right? Like yeah. maybe I don't know, maybe news has always been fake, but we live in an age again, social media and and being online that you can say, "Hey, I heard this or someone said this or this is truth." And and we hold to that truth and and quite honestly, um it's just a preference. And and I think going back to um you know, our preferences the foundation of a preference is a shifting foundation, in my opinion. And my, right. my, my preference of a preference is that it has a shifting yeah. foundation. Uh, because our preferences are built on our experiences. Well, we can have new experiences. Yeah. Things can change. So what we preferred five years ago might be different than what we prefer now. And so I think even whether we're in the church world, business world, or even in our home life, um, where we need to be cautious with preferences is understanding that they have a shifting foundation. They can change so if we're talking about things in the church or how to lead our family, let's base that on things that are solid. Uh, they have a, they have a solid, unchanging foundation, which we know is God's word. Absolutely. And so if we're basing it on that, and again, not in a way, not in a way that elevates my opinion, right. like me using God's word, to, God's word to elevate my opinion, but me using God's word to give God the glory and elevate what His word says, and digging deeper into that. If we're unsure, let that be our foundation, not. Our shifting 
preferences. Right. And I think we'll be in a much healthier spot. And I love I love what you said right there because it just provoked provoked a thought in me that I heard somebody teach on at one point when it talks about how we approach God's word. If we're listening to sermons, we're studying God's word, and we're not putting ourselves up for examination, we're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, if you're finding yourself doing research, we'll say, diving into scripture, just trying to echo back what you already think, mm-hmm. then you're not humbly putting yourself out there before yeah. God for you to change. Yeah, are you expecting other people to always listen to your preferences, or are you willing to have your preferences adjusted, changed, or put on the back burner. You know what I mean? Like right. and and that, that goes both ways. And even stronger than preferences, are you willing to have what you know to be fact shifted or changed? Or are you willing to have God direct you in a way that goes against mm-hmm. common wisdom? Yeah. And so that's when you have to have that heart set where you walk into the presence of God and you just say, all right, God, change me. Yeah. It goes back to surrender that yes. we talked about. If Absolutely. We have to be willing to have an open hand with our knowledge, with our wisdom, with our preferences to go, hey, God, I feel this is right. Can you either confirm that in me and affirm that in me, or will you change that in me? And and that has to be an open-handed process. Absolutely. And so if we're taking that, that look, we'll just run with that word surrender. Mm-hmm. Um, because maybe what we're looking for is we're kind of getting to the end of this and we're kind of dialing this down. One of the things that we really want to take away from just the few minutes that we have here today for each individual is we really want you to go before God with everything on the table, which is so hard to do. Because a lot of times the way our brains work is when we grab something as a fact, when we grab onto a preference and elevate it to that level, we don't know how to reopen the conversation in ourselves. We really don't. And that does take a practice of surrendering before God to go, hey, I might have done it the last two decades this way, but what if that's wrong? Yeah. Or I might have done this. And so one way that I feel like I'm trying to be really, really practiced, that I've failed at sometimes, is when I encounter an abrasive person. Okay, when I get somebody who's dropping, um, which for me, if I'm just if I'm just giving it giving it to you realistically, when I get to somebody who's like doom and gloom, and it's because they read all these articles or they heard this da da da, like my instinct is like, you know what? I'm just shutting this down and getting away from it. Mm-hmm. Like like I can't do crazy, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I'm not doing that. But what I'm trying to discipline myself to do is go, okay, let me understand that I don't understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. I don't know their life experience. I don't know what's happened to them. I don't know the journey they've been on. So why don't I start at neutral and personally get to know them more? Mm-hmm. And really that kind of reopens it. Because a lot of times, like we said earlier, you within a few sentences, I find myself going, oh, okay, and yeah. just writing somebody yeah. off. Yeah. But that's not the way the Christian walk's supposed to go. Right. right. Well, and I think at the end of the day, we are surrendering to something. Right. We're either surrendering to our own preferences and what we think is true, or we're surrendering mm. to God. So we're we're well versed and well practiced in the in the act of surrendering. It's just what are we surrendering or who are we surrendering to? And I think in those instances, like you, whether it's whether it's that crazy person that's coming up and going, Hey, the world's ending, let me tell you all about it, <laughs> you can say, Hey, you know what? I'm surrendering to my preference. I think you're crazy. Have a nice day. I've got something else I got to do. Or you can surrender to go. This person 
their heart is not quite right. Something's going on in them spiritually where they're where they're putting their security in and what they can do and their security in the world. And so I need to spend some time getting to know them and getting proximate, which we've talked about that before. Proximity to the person, I think, always helps in a relationship and in a situation. Um, and you can get to know that person and then build trust, which I believe we've talked about too, that helps you, yeah. you know, you could maybe you can then take your preferences and opinions and your truth and go, hey, let's talk about this. Let's see what God's Word says about it. And then some healthy shifts can happen. Yeah, and and so you were you were as you were saying that this phrase came to mind that I I learned very very early in ministry, and I've actually got a great story. Michael did this to me while I was in high school. Okay, okay so I learned what this term was about like five years into ministry. But here's 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 the verbiage for it: hard ministry. Okay, and here's what that means. Okay, because I had I had somebody somebody like say that word to me. I'm like, what in the world are you talking about? He goes. Because sometimes you're called to minister to people and it's not enjoyable. Mm. Like maybe that person's difficult. Like maybe they've got an issue they're not letting go of. Maybe they just annoy you. Maybe they frustrate you. But you're still called to minister to them. And so that's something that always stuck to me. And the one example that, that sticks out in my mind is when I was in high school and, and Michael, our current senior pastor, was the youth pastor. There was a kid in the student ministry that bugged the ever-loving snot out of me. Like, it wasn't like he was mean or anything. He just, it just got on my nerves. And, and Michael knew it. And so every chance he had, he put us together. That's great. So, like, if we were, on this, like we were doing a team activity, Matt, you and, you and this guy. If we needed to go get something out of the closet at the other end of the building, Matt, you and this guy. And so finally one day, because this, this, this guy was a couple years younger than me, I asked Michael, like, why do you keep doing this? Because I was like, why are you being a jerk? And he goes, he goes, do you know why? Because he needs a positive influence and you're it. Mm. And I just walked out. I was still frustrated. I was still talking to myself about how ludicrous he was. But at the end of the day, it came down to was I going to love this guy? Mm-hmm. Even though it wasn't that fun for me. And that really, when we're talking about this battle of you not surrendering to your preference, comes down to are you going to love God and love other people? Mm-hmm. Like, is that your primary? Or are you more concerned about being right, mm. about mm. you not changing and shifting, about you being the one who has the ultimate nugget of knowledge and truth over every other human. Yeah, you know. And it, I think it, it goes. It, just a word of caution here: we're not saying to not have your convictions, right? And to just throw everything to the wind and go. You know what? I'm just gonna yes, yep, whatever you think, whatever you say. I think there are certain things that we do need to stand our ground on. Absolutely. But I think it's we're asking you and we're asking ourselves, if we're going to be doing kingdom work, let's make sure that the king is the one driving it. Let's make sure right. that, our, that we're not elevating ourselves to king, yep. that king of kings and lord of lords is the one that's that's calling us and driving us and that we're doing this for. And if he is and he's affirmed that in you and it's, hey, you need to do this, then by all means prayerfully walk through that with with someone who may have a differing preference or opinion than you but just understand we're not saying just to to let go of everything you know if you right. don't stand for something you'll fall for anything as the right. song says so just know that that's not what we're asking you to do but we are asking you to prayerfully evaluate uh, what you're surrendering to and if you're sitting there and you heard Justin just mention that like you're not you have your firm beliefs they're absolute and you're sitting there go well how do we know what those are it's the same equation. Like, basically, if you're going to submit yourself to God and submit yourself to His Word, that's where those immovable foundations mm-hmm. of faith come into play. 
Those are those unsurrenderables. Like, I know for a fact that I have a relationship with God, that Jesus sent his son to die on the cross, and that his word gives me some very, very clear directions on how I'm to live my life. Where you get into the danger zone is when you take one of those commands of how to live your life, you sprinkle in your preference, you back it up with a one-off Bible verse, you back it up with an action that, well, it's, a, it's one of those really bad litmus tests mm-hmm. of like, okay, well, if you, if you love people, you do this. Right. And if you don't love people, you don't do that. And it's the one and only that doesn't look at everything else, the whole of the person. That's where it become, begins to get into the area we're talking about. Yeah. It's where it's all of a sudden you pollute the absolute truth of God with your own selfish and, and really prideful desires. Yep. And so for today, that's what we want to challenge you with. We really want to challenge you and each and every person listening to do a deep dive, spend some time with God in His Word, and begin to ask those few questions we've gone over. What is it in you that you need to reevaluate, yeah. that God needs to reshape? that is a contextual issue to your time and place in this world right now, that you need to make sure the purpose is the main thing that you're focused on, not just the personal preference. Yeah, and I and also challenge you guys to, to, like Matt said earlier, write down the names of people that you've written off. Yeah. Write down the names of those people that you have just said, eh, they're crazy, or they don't understand, or they don't get it, or I don't like what they stand for. Um, write their names down. Be praying for them this week. Be praying for, uh, not, and not that their preference would change to your preference. That's not what I'm asking no. you to pray about. But just ask that God would, would um, help foster some, some health in the relationship that you have with them and maybe change your, your mind on some things or, or their mind on some so, things. So I had a great conversation with a friend this week who um, has been praying through like this area of tension, da-da-da, because he's had, had kind of this. There's this tension, and it's on that verge of, like, do I write them off? What do I do mm. because of this personal preference? And it, has, it actually has nothing to do <laughs> with the season. It's just a regular life thing. And in his prayer time, he said, you know what? I need to go grab lunch with him and apologize. Because I've allowed, and he didn't verbalize it this way, but this is what he was saying. I've allowed my opinion of what's happening to distance myself from them, and I want to make sure I haven't offended them. And so for you, maybe as you're writing those names down, maybe God leads you to go, you know what? I need to go apologize. Yeah. Because I've basically been beating this person over the head in my own brain with my preference, my opinion, and I haven't sat down to really connect with them and to find out where they're at. To find out the why behind it. I haven't been focused on the purpose of the gospel in relationship with God. So we hope this is encouraging to you. We hope that you continue to strive forward, and we will see you next week. Once again, if you have any questions or comments, you can email us, matt at richfork.com or justin at richfork.com. We love hearing from you, and we thanks for listening. We thank you for listening. We thanks for listening. We thank you for listening. (laughs) 